Welcome to Her Fantasy Football Podcast, where three sisters talk all football. Well, pretty much all football. There's moments of craziness. 50% football. 50%. Yeah. <laughs> 70. You can check us out at HerFantasyFootball.com and on iTunes. Also hit us up on social media, Facebook backslash HerFantasyFootball, and on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. Woohoo! The ladies of Her Fantasy Football. What? We are now in week two of August. We've had a full week of preseason football that means absolutely nothing to us. Uh-huh. But <laughs> absolutely nothing. Yeah, no, no, not yet. Not I, I watched. I watched. Me too. Me too. Well, mm. Mm. <laughs> there were some there were some interesting things. I think my favorite is people are like literally jumping off a cliff because of like three, not like literally three series. They're like, oh, no, no, like he touched the ball three times. Oh my yes. gosh. Why are we? Like, yeah. Why are we freaking out? It's my favorite. I watched the Philadelphia-Chicago game. It was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. <laughs> People are like, Nick Foles threw two interceptions. He only threw three passes. Two of them were picks. No, that's not what happened. They literally got a penalty every single play for the whole they, time he was in. The like, refs were he heavy had, like, on the flags. Did anyone else notice they, this? Totally crazy. At least 10 penalties while he was in there. I was like, they couldn't possibly get into their quick offense. It was it was a nightmare. I was like, I learned nothing about Philadelphia in this scrimmage. Nothing. I'm calling it a scrimmage. It's a preseason game. Sorry. But, you know, I just, I was like, this is not their offense. This is a nightmare. The penalties are out of control. Out of control. Yeah, and it wasn't the only yeah. game. The Denver-Seattle game was full of, <laughs> full Tons. of flags. Yeah, Tons. I mean... It was it was bananas. They better not be doing that. I hope that's just like throwing off their like warning flags during preseason. Because if that's how it's going to be during regular season, uh, our quick yeah, quick offense teams are going to have a hard time getting their ball rolling. So there were so many great plays called back due to penalties, and I thought this is where I would go insane as a fantasy owner. Yeah, I'd be like, I just saw something amazing, and it means nothing. <laughs> nothing. That it is the worst, nothing. isn't it? When one of your players goes off and they call it back, and you're just like, ah. At least I do no. that. No. no. Even when it's so. like blatantly holding, I'm like, it wasn't holding, you dumb. <laughs> In case you're wondering, I just I, I bleeped myself there, but literally, I, I will cuss. Even though I blatantly saw a hole, I'll be like, that was literally a 40 yard run. There was no hole. What are you talking about? It's so bad. It's so what? it's so bad. Well, what do you guys think of the kicking situation with it being further out? I'm actually kind of intrigued. Yeah. I was I more mean, intrigued than I thought I would be. I don't like it, but All right. I mean, it's mm-hmm. fine. I mean, I always thought, yeah, good. An easy point for, for your fantasy team. You know, now it's not that easy. It's really yeah. not. So, I mean, you know, but it would make kickers more important. You have to like get a good one. This means I'm going to have to actually pay attention to my kicker rankings now. Oh, as if the ladies from her fantasy football haven't paid attention uh, to kickers. <laughs> I think it's I the one attention. position we yeah. fully cover. I think we're good. No, but you're right. It's not a guarantee now. No. No. But I think I saw it, some missed ones. People might even do some two-pointers. Have a few more of that this season then, too. Hmm? 
Mm. Those are always interesting. This is true. This is very I true. Like and Andrew Luck's specialty. <laughs> Man, he's just going. He might be having <laughs> tier one by the time first week comes yeah. up. Yep. He's going to be above Peyton Manning with a big dude of a yeah. kicker. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah. if you have not got your draft team together, you're not late. Don't worry. Hop over to ESPN or your choice of site and uh, get your league going. We suggest eight-man leagues if you're a newbie, but 10, 12 are okay, too. Do what you yeah, need to do. 14. Don't do that. If you're new, don't do that. No. <laughs> Done it. It's rough. Yeah. It's rough. Please. Uh, but it, it it's going to be awesome for the next four months your life will be signed away to some football and it's it's fabulous it's the best four months of the year screw you christmas uh but <laughs> for the next 90 minutes we're going to be talking all of your fantasy draft questions we've got up a whole new tier system to know when to draft people and uh we're really exciting we came up with a new draft cheat sheet that will be on our website today. Um, so feel free to look at that while you're listening to us and or after. Print it off for your draft. We'll be updating it to make sure the players stay current. But, yeah, it's fantasy football draft season. It's here. Woo! So awesome. It. It's so awesome. So let's get into tier one. We'll start with the running backs because if you're the first few picks, that's who you should be taking. Correct, ladies? Yeah. Yeah. I would say that definitely... um, So basically how the tiers work is that we have these... uh, Well, actually how we work, I think, would be the best place to start. So each of us do two sets of rankings. So I do the quarterbacks and the tight ends. Ashley does the running backs and kickers. And then Courtney does the wide receivers and the defenses. And we also cover a third of the teams. So I cover 11 teams, what have you. So, the, so it's interesting that sometimes I'm like, but, but, but my guy's starting and, and this guy is ranked higher or something. But we don't oftentimes always chat about what the other teams are. So this is kind of our first time, like, kind of having an open forum. So it could get feisty. So it's true. Take cover. Yeah. Take cover. No, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. So we kind of <laughs> we have this idea that that if you guys listen to us uh, over the last few years, we um we do relationship status updates, right? It's like Facebook for fantasy football, and it's like you know we have our husbands, our boyfriends. It's complicated, what have you. And so we kind of divided a little bit into that, and so we're gonna kind of talk about those. And and one of the like husbands that we love are our running backs because there are very few husbands that are running backs. There are a few running backs that I even want on my team. Yes. At all. <laughs> yes. Even as like a person, <laughs> it's fine. But um. Yeah, so basically, there should be a little thin line in between the top four and then the three underneath it for the husbands. But we have LaShawn McCoy, Jamal Charles, Adrian Peterson, Matt Forte are kind of like deluxo. You can take any of them anytime. But the thing is that if you're in a draft that's like even an eight-man draft, you're probably also, if you don't get the top four, you're probably also going to want the three people underneath them, which is Eddie Lacy, DeMarco Murray, and Marshawn Lynch. So, um, I guess, you know, I guess I'll just start with LaShawn McCoy because I love him. 
and he's an eagle. And we have him ranked number one, because why not? He looks good, plays well, why not? Um, he rushed for 1,607 yards last year and nine touchdowns. He's a Chip Kelly-style offense. I just don't think things are going down for him. No. Did you notice I bumped him up? I did that. For, I did. Did that for you, Courtney? Thank you. I appreciate that. Welcome. This. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> I wasn't the one who was all about that. That was that was definitely the courtmeister. I definitely. I I personally love. Don't get me wrong. Love Jamal Charles. He's amazing. Totally top three running back. Top three pick of the draft. I just feel. He's not going to have the same season as last year. Just as Peyton Manning won't have the same season as last year. That doesn't mean that Peyton Manning won't end up being number one quarterback by 30 points. I'm just saying. But Charles demolished the other running backs in well, fantasy he points have last the same year. So even without line, having. He's going up against San Francisco, Arizona, St. Louis, Seattle. Denver's improved their defense like immensely. Even Oakland's improved their defense. Not saying that that's going to be like. You know, hard. I'm just saying, you know, they have a really, really tough schedule. Really tough. Sean McCoy, not so much. Adrian Peterson, yeah, not so Courtney's much. Yeah, as I telling you is that she actually thinks AP should be first. No, 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 no. I think AP should be, I think AP should be second or third. I think that's, a, I think it's, I think we have it just right. I would not, I, I think LaShawn McCoy should be first. I think Adrian Peterson should be second and Jamal Charles should be third. But in anybody's draft, Matt Forte has I've seen him go first too. I think those four guys are fabulous and you can't go wrong. I'm just saying five touchdowns in one game probably is not gonna happen. Well, no, Charles. I mean, of course not. But that doesn't mean he's not gonna get you two touchdowns per game. Absolutely. And where our kind of Courtney and I had to argue not an argument, debate. I know. Um <laughs> <laughs> Pick your words. A debate Pick your words. Uh, a few weeks ago, I guess probably was, is I don't have a problem the offensive line is not as good as last year because he is a fantastic receiving back. And I think that he will also be used probably a bit more in a receiving package than he was last year because of that. And I, I think he'll still get almost equal amount of touches. And he's extremely, he's fantastic in that kind of yeah. dump off situation. He is fantastic regardless. I am not hating on Jamal Charles. I would be very, very happy if he was on any or all of my drafts, uh, any or all of my fantasy teams. I'm not saying that. My issue with AP is injury. He's a freak of nature. He comes back really quickly from injury. Yeah. yeah. He's but he does still, miss time. But he misses time. So that was the reason I bumped him down a spot because... He was in 15 games last week, last year. He really yeah, missed but he went, one game. He missed out one whole game, but he had gone out other games yeah. well, for, like, I mean, multiple plays. I mean, he, true. like... And he plays for a crappy team. Plays for a really bad team. He does play for a really bad team. They will be much and, better this year. I will say, I do not subscribe to the whole, like, he's getting old thing, because people like to throw that around with Frank Gore, and we'll get to that later. That, to me, is not even remotely a concern for AP. Literally, my concern is super bad team <laughs> and injury. And, and whether that is being out for a few plays, being out for certain games, I just, I think Charles is a bit more durable. But he's been on a super bad team and been awesome, so I'm not worried about that. 
KP? I'm not worried about him at all. No, I'm not worried about any of these top no, guys. No, 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 no. You, you, you want to get your hands on all of these guys. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You shouldn't be upset Even if you have any of them. Yeah, no. Although, I, mean, I did hear something interesting about, it. like, whoever had the most touches doesn't fall into the top ten or something next year. Oh, something crazy. Maybe it was they don't, they're not the top one next year. I don't know. But Who had the most wor- touches? Forte? Forte last year. Yeah. But he's got Cutler back. Yeah, see, they've got such a great offense. I just, I think it's a little slightly different situation. Yeah, yeah. It's a totally different situation. Yeah. Also, Mark Trussman. Well, we went on to say that about her boyfriend, yeah. Certainly not. Well, these are both my boyfriends. I love them. Love yeah. them. Matt Forte, his worst seasons since he started in the league were 929 rushing yards, 340 receiving yards. At his worst, he would have been a top 20 back. Yeah. I mean, it, he's pretty safe. He may be, I think there's an argument to say he's the safest. That he's the safest? Yeah, because he, he catches so many passes. He can be used in so many different ways. That Mark Trussman's offense is just like all cylinders. I, I mean, you know, because LaShawn McCoy has had a lot of work. And, you know, some people are nervous about Darren Sproles. I'm worried Darren Sproles gonna, is going to do Jack, I'm you afraid think? they're gonna bring him in, and that like they're not even, yeah. Yeah, my feeling, Darren Sproles is a, a Reggie Wayne from last year. You know, just a detour. I mean, de- you know, what am I trying to say? You mean Ronnie, Ronnie White? Ronnie White. Not excuse Reggie me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's what he is. A I mean, he's point. gonna come in yeah. here, so the defenses have to react. Is he really gonna do anything? Let's pray because people are drafting him a lot in PPR. So. He's something, but he's not worth, like, getting all nervous about LaShawn McCoy over. No. Right. No. 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 I mean, I think... Um, I think the main point here is that no matter what your format is, I'm going to say that up top. No matter what your format, even if you're in a PPR or whatever, I would still take one of these four guys. They're just so much better than everyone else. Anybody in this top tier, right, you should take. Because they're they're still getting the majority of the touches, whether it's PPR or not. And then the Eddie Lacy, DeMarco Murray, uh, Marshawn Lynch is is definitely, if you're in a standard league, you you need to take them before you take other people. Because then after them, it drops off, really, to like Le'Veon Bell, Zach Stacey, whatnot, where there are some question marks. You know, we like them. We really do. We really like them. You know, Giovanni Bernard, he's great, you know, but it, you're also, it's a lot of faith. These guys, I, I think, are pretty solid. Like, if they're healthy, they will play. Yeah. I Does personally that think that pick five, uh, I think you, I, I, I would feel comfortable taking somebody else other than a running back. In a standard league? Yeah. In any league, in any kind of league, I'm willing to you. If you want to take Calvin, Jimmy, or Peyton at that position, I'm okay with it. I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily do it myself, but I think that that's not bad gameplay either. So no, I agree. It's so, not bad. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, yeah. you're a terrible. It, you know, it's not like no. taking David Akers in the eighth round. <laughs> but what's important is if somebody does do that. You need to make them feel like it was stupid to screw with their head for the rest of the draft. (laughs) (laughs) 
I can't it's very important. To Kelvin there's, there's, Johnson. I don't know yeah. if that's going to work. Why would you do that, idiot? <laughs> but really, you're no, like, I think, shoot, I wanted Kelvin. But you have to tell them how stupid they are for taking absolutely. it. Absolutely. And that is half, oh, of the, yeah. half of the fun of the draft. Is like, ooh, do, ooh. do a Steve Williams and... Ooh, I don't know. Okay. Did you did you mean to take you Drew Brees? Didn't, yeah, you didn't mean to say his name, right? That was no, no. I mean, you've already said it, so you can't take it back. But right. did you? Yeah. Did you mean? Yeah. To draft? Ooh. <laughs> yes, All right. Better. Yeah, this is no, very I important. I agree with you. I would agree with you that the the pick five is really kind of where it gets hazy. But I still feel like in standard, especially if you're in like a 12-team league, the person you're going to get back at you after it goes back around, I mean, it could I, it could be, I, I, you could I, have like CJ Spiller and Frank Gore and, and that's it. Yeah, or you could have Aaron and like Foster them. and Doug Martin, Andre Ellington and Alfred Morris. I mean, those two guys, I wouldn't be upset if those were my two starting running backs. You know, no, if, if I don't have the first four picks, yeah. you know, then part of me is just like, well, I don't have the, fir- the first four best running backs. I want the best of something. And if but it's I the do best think there's wide a difference receiver, between best quarterback or best, you know, tight end, I think pick five is where you can feel safe to switch it up without looking like an idiot. That's good. I would be okay missing Eddie Lacy. Sure. So where does that transition us to? Are we going to continue talking about our marriage material guys? Or are we going down the running back list? I say, we, I say we move down. Let's get into some boyfriend material. Boyfriend material running backs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Well, so we don't want to talk about like the draft strategy for like what you're saying? Like switching over to wide receivers? Uh, sure. Yeah, let's go to wide receivers then. Well, I think you made a really good point. Well, I tend to do that. So <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. No, I think, well, I think we should no, let's uh, switch talk over. about the tier let's, in general. Let's I think, do it. Probably, well, let's right. switch over to an easy one, which is tight ends. Okay? So one there's only. one. There's one. It's Jimmy Graham. And the others we you do not have to reach, okay? It. Do not reach. Round one, round two, Jimmy Graham. If he's available... Really, at any point after, I would say pick six, do it. Just do it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't take him over Calvin or Demarius, but probably everyone else. Yeah. yeah, but he is going higher than Demarius in a lot of in a lot of leagues too, though. Which I think I agree with Brandon. I think that Calvin and Demarius should be up there before Jimmy comes. Which, let's talk about wide receivers. We've obviously mentioned Megatron. He's going. He's going to go high, and he's. I think mm-hmm. he's worth it. Um, Although, I would say I would not be surprised if Demarius Thomas had more points than Calvin Johnson this year. Right. Throwing it out there. I think, I think, I think Calvin Johnson, though, it's about his consistency. That's right. He's been a top five guy his whole career. So it's like, okay, maybe he's number three. Oh, well. Right. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's like, it's kind of the same thing with, like, the elite quarterbacks. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe they're they're number five, but I still have a top guy for sure, as opposed to, you know, when people drafted, you know, Tom Brady last year. Well, just yeah, and if you think about it, you know. 
Demarius Thomas and Calvin Johnson are actually very similar receivers. They're very big bodies. They can, you know, overpower cornerbacks. They can jump over cornerbacks. They're fast. Um, They're deep ball threats. You're just describing my ideal man. Yeah. <laughs> Hence why Touché. there is a husband section, Touché. my friend. It's yeah. actually what um, Ashley said. Deep, deep ball, ball threat. Deep That's ball, right, yeah. really. Cordy. Cordy, Cordy. Oh, man. It's a show. It's a, it's a show. It's a show. It's not shows if we're balls deep in it, huh? That's hey. right. That's right. Um, no, I... I I like both of them. I, I would be tempted to take Demarius over Calvin this year. I'm not going to lie. I don't know why. It's a feeling. It's a feeling. But I, I like both. I wouldn't feeling. be upset with either. But I do agree. I, I would I, probably take both of them before I would take Jimmy Graham. But I would probably yeah. take Jimmy before I would take AJ Green. I don't know why. He's a smaller receiver. He's a smaller guy. But I like the first. For me, it's the first four wide receivers which is Calvin Demarius Thomas, AJ Green, Des Bryant. Brandon Marshall is amazing. He's going to be fantastic but he does split touches with Alshon which makes me seem like that's where the break is. You know? Like within the still in the top tier. All of these guys are still in the top tier including Alshon Jeffrey. But you Um, would take Jimmy over Des wouldn't you? Uh, We're yeah. not even going to have a way to get Des because Courtney's husband takes him in the first round. <laughs> yeah, right. He's pick two, I think. I think he has to say, no. bye-bye, Des. I almost got him a Des jersey, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't because I, ha- I have to live with him. So I was yeah. like, I can't stare at you for that. We all thank you for that. You're very welcome. Um, but yeah, I'm, well, I think Brandon Marshall has a hundred passes last year, and that was with Jay Cutler being out. out Fred yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm not. That's what I'm, so. Yeah. yeah, I'm just. They saying, pass a lot. I see what you say that he's splitting, splitting balls. But if you think about it, they're really just splitting between Marshall and Alshon, right? Because yeah, where if you look at the Broncos, it's Des. I not, not Des. Sorry, Demarius. Wes Welker, Emmanuel Sanders. You've got three. And, you know, Julius Thomas, because he's in, in there. Mm-hmm. Whereas they don't really have much tight end action with Chicago. They don't really and have any receivers they throw to. I mean, there's tons of receivers there that are worth ball. getting the ball, you know. So, yeah, no, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you're right. I think that it goes Calvin Demarius, then Jimmy Graham, and then the rest can fall into play. I love Julio Jones this year. I just think that he's going to have a great year. Um, and Antonio Brown was amazing last year. What do you think? You know what's yeah. interesting about Antonio Brown is when you watched him, you didn't, act, at least me personally, you didn't realize how good he was. Like, you knew he was good, but he didn't get many touchdowns. Yeah. Which is interesting. So, you know, with Antonio Brown... I mean, he had 165 targets with 110 receptions, but he only had eight touchdowns. Right. All the other guys were double digits. So, like, while you're watching it, you're, you're, you're not seeing the big flashy touchdowns, but the guy is, like, a yards animal. I mean, he had, like, 1,500 yards. And 
uh, caught 110 passes. Yeah. yeah. I just so, told I mean, you Brandon Marshall did 100. So. Right. You're getting your you're getting your points from Antonio Brown through yards. But if they can, if you know Big Ben can get the ball in his hands a couple more times in the end zone, he could he could maybe be top three wide receiver this year. Yeah. For me personally, I enjoy Jimmy Graham. I mean, who doesn't? But I think I really want an elite running back and an elite wide receiver in that first pocket. I feel comfortable like I, enough with, like, Jordan Cameron and him to take him over Jimmy. Or, you know, Orange Julius. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that next tier tight end. Yeah, or, you know, I would even... I, I'm even more comfortable springing in, like, the third or fourth round for Julius Thomas. Although he may not be there anymore. People have caught wind. But I just, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm really liking this top tier of wide receivers, especially as we go through them. I'm like, yes. And then the fact that, like, Jordy Nelson's just hanging out. Right, right. You know, down there. You know, it's just like, and he's just, he's just there, you know, Wasn't it shocking what good of a year he had for not being with Aaron Rodgers all year? Yeah. And that was kind of painful to watch, but he actually came up with good numbers. Yeah, he came out with some some great numbers. I mean, he, I don't know. He's already had over 1,000 yards in the season. He looks great in camp. I just, um, I love everything about it. I love him. And his name However, is Jordy. I heard that Randall Cobb is not looking as good. I know, I know. I bumped him down one spot in fear that I'm going to have to bump him down like 15 in one week or something because I hear he's not doing good at all and it's so sad, which is also not going to help Jordy Nelson because not many defensive people are going to be taking care of Randall because if he's not doing good, what's the point? Which means they're going to spend that much more time with Jordy. Um, which, He's always been a little hot and cold, though. Yeah, you just hope that it's yeah. a preseason thing and he's going to get into his groove. I don't know. <laughs> well, and, you know, once again, those elite quarterbacks, we know everyone's saying take a quarterback late. And we're not saying don't do that. But if you're getting down into this tier two, which is why we separate it like this, it's like instead of taking a tier two guy, take a tier one guy that's going to be amazing. Inconsistent. I mean, and consistent. That's our favorite thing. It's so nice to not have to worry about your quarterback. Yes. That's our favorite thing about these top tier quarterbacks, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers, is that they're consistent, you know, and uh, you never are cursing them out at the end of a game. You know, I use no, never lightly, no. but uh, you can't always say that about your running backs, period, no matter who they are. <laughs> so I think my yeah. thing with them is that it's this top tier quarterback, Peyton Andrew, Brees, Aaron Rodgers, they are not coming out of your lineup unless it's bye week. You don't even have to think about yeah. who am I going to start. But with the other guys, with Foles and Luck and Stafford, they're, my, they're a little bit more matchup prone, you know, where you may say, okay, well, I have Foles and I have RG3. Because I don't know who would ever draft those two together. A sadist. Last year. Um, <laughs> anyway, so you may look at that and say, okay, well, Nick Foles is going up this, you know, great 
defense and RG3 is not as much, I'm going to play RG3, you're never going to do that with Peyton Manning. You are never going to say Peyton or Matt Ryan. Yeah. It's never going to happen. It's never going to, you know. So you could get, a, you could get away <laughs> yeah. with drafting one quarterback if you have the top three and then just picking one up for a bye week if you really wanted to. Again, I like to have two quarterbacks. But the only way I would say to only draft one quarterback is if you have one of the three guys in the top tier. You know what? Drew Brees is three back-to-back 5,000-plus yard seasons. Okay? There are people that are getting 3,000 yards. That people are like, I love him. No, I just... I know that the rushing guys get points, and, and I'm not saying... But let's, let's really talk about elite talent here. And you know what? Also... Th- they're not getting hit as much. I mean, the whole, yeah. all of Denver's whole goal is to make Pey- Peyton Manning like in a like bubble, like bubble, bubble wrap. Bubble. They just won't let him get hit, and that's great. I love that in fantasy football. I would love my quarterback to never well, get he hit. He has a super so. quick, quick release too, and as so does Drew Aaron. So you know, it's they're just experienced. They just have something special. They just do. You know, it is what it is. You know, they're just fantastic. So that bumps us down to the second tier then, right? Boom. Bump it. Boyfriend material. Boyfriends. Right in the quarterback. Did you just say bump it? Did I? You can bump it with your boyfriend. (laughs) Bump it down. I don't know when I hear bump it, I now think of the hairpiece thing. The bump, you know what I'm talking about? The bump it. Oh, the Snooki like, kind tease. of? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like okay. Snooki had have. Sure, I've never seen it, but... Never I, seen a bump it? No. Like a buffant? Yes, but they're called bumpets, and it's like this little thing you put in your hair, and you tease your hair on top of it so it holds the bump. Interesting. <laughs> I've heard... That's what the kids are calling that's it, huh? That's what yeah, the kids the, are calling it. No, it's, it's literally called a bumpet. Awesome. Well, we're bumping, bumping, bumping down to All right, well, down to the second tier boyfriends. Let's do some uh, back to running backs. I think that uh, this is an interesting tier of guys. A lot of them are amazing. It's just like it's crazy to me that, uh, and that's and this is why again I feel like you can go crazy and pick a wide receiver, Jimmy Graham, Peyton Manning um, in the first round because. Levon Bell, Zach Stacy, Monte Ball, Giovanni Bernard, Arian Foster, Alfred Morris, Andre Ellington, Doug Martin, and that's only half of them. And I would be totally okay with two of those guys. <laughs> you know, I would. I only would. Two. Oh my, There's well, some I don't love in this list, though. I'd CJ Spiller. CJ Spiller is difficult for me. Toby Gear. Reggie, Reggie Bush. Toby. Reggie Bush. Ryan, Ryan Matthews. Matthews. Okay, maybe I chose a select few to name out loud, yeah, Ashley. Yeah. That could have <laughs> happened. It could have happened. Um, the, it's I funny. Boyfriends should, be, boyfriends should be split up, too. It should be, like, steady boyfriend, boyfriend. and weekend boyfriend. You know? Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. True. Um, There's a difference. Or maybe, like, exclusively dating no, I don't want to be exclusive no, to Ryan no. Matthews. I'm interested to say, think what, hear what you guys think about Monte Ball this year. With no Sean last year, how well he did with this last preseason game. There's been a lot of chatter about Monte since the preseason game. 
Yeah. Which has been interesting, mainly because the chatter's been about Ronnie Hillman. Yeah. Right? So a lot of people are really nervous that Monty Ball is not really going to be the go-to go-line guy. And we have absolutely nothing to say in agreement or disagreement to, because Monty really didn't play much last year. Again, there's all this hype about Monty Ball um, without any real anything to back it up. Do you know what I mean? I don't think... That's what was crazy was last year. It was like no Sean is like nobody like put him in the top 10, you know, it was kind of like a surprise. Oh, he's wonderful kind of thing. And you just can't slide another person in there necessarily, but can you? And that's what people are thinking. You must be able to do that because Monte Ball is crazy high on the list for, you know, as as a person who does the running back list, I'm very intrigued to watch this week's preseason game because I think it's be very telling as to a, they're going to have more touches, more series. And I want to know exact kind of see, if they are going to go Ronnie Hillman or Anderson come the goal line, I don't know. I think it's I think it's too soon to judge because, again, it's been one preseason game, and I kind of view the first preseason game like uh, the driving range of playing golf. Right. You know, it's like yeah. just hitting balls, shanking them all over the place, and then I have a fantastic round. It's actually when I, it's actually when I'm doing really awesome in the driving range that I just have the worst round of my life. So, I mean, I'm not basing anything off this first preseason game, but I do think it's worth watching because I I don't think Monty Ball is so fantastic he couldn't semi land into a committee situation. I don't know what do you guys think. Yeah, I think it's very possible. And on that note, I mean, the year that. Detroit went zero and sixteen. They were undefeated in the preseason. So. <laughs> about that. Think yep. about Shanks that. Shanks all over the place. Shanking. Which of these running backs, Brennan, do you like or not like? Well, I don't cover a lot of these. Yeah, actually, um, there's a whole chunk of them that I don't cover specifically, so I've only been hearing like rumblings about, you know, oh, do they really have the starting job? Are they going to get carries taken away from like their, with their lounge or whatever? And, well, Frank and, Gore kind of has a similar situation as, uh, as Mr. Ball. Yeah, with Carlos Hyde. I don't see Hyde really eating into Gore's. This wasn't your time to speak. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very passionate about Frank Gore, but I'll let Brian talk. Uh, well, I, I, I don't have a whole lot to say about Frank Gore, actually, because Carlos Hyde made a big impact in his first preseason game. I want Frank Gore on the field. I want to see him, but I never count the guy out. So he's in, he's almost in an it's complicated, but he's still starting until, until he runs out of steam, until I see him no longer able to run, I have a very difficult time counting him out. I will say, however, that C.J. Spiller uh, looks okay. I, 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 he looks healthy. So I think that's the good news about C.J. Spiller. And I think that we can maybe hope for his 2012 numbers, which was 1,244 yards, 549 yards receiving, eight total touchdowns. Maybe those could go up a little. But he's so E.J. Manuel dependent to get some of those touchdowns because he can't get all the way down the field by himself all the time. Luckily, he has Fred Jackson. 
But still, even with that, it's like, I, I don't know. So I feel like he, as an athlete, feel good about. Um, Ryan Matthews fumbled on the goal line. Right. Oh, don't. <laughs> Get me um, started. He's back, guys. He's back. <laughs> he's back. Ryan Matthews is Ryan back. Ryan Matthews, he's back. Um, you heard all of first. my players are at the end of this tier, so I'm sorry I'm bringing down the mood. But uh, No, this is exactly listen, why we tell you draft running backs, because it's it happens so fast. You know? It's like <laughs> a little jump turns into, like, skydiving. It's like it's bananas. But last year, he gave you 10 or more fantasy points 11 times in standard leagues. So, you, you know what? We need to uh, consider last year an outlier. <laughs> you know, it's statistically that you always take the highest and the lowest side, and then you got your little scatter dots, and that creates... I'm not going to get into totally the stats here, because that'll bore everybody. But last year was <laughs> an outlier. Rule it out. Don't even look at it. Don't think about it. All you need to think about is the fumble on the goal line. Because that is Ryan Matthews to the T. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have no no strong feelings on Ryan Matthews, clearly. I will say Philip Rivers looked amazing, which made me feel better about yeah. Ryan Matthews. Yeah. Well. Um, but I you know, I don't know. I, I would say that yeah, my whole the running back issue is I just don't want to wait so long that one of them are my first running back. Yeah. I'm okay with them being my second. I'm not as okay with them being my first. I would agree. I'm I'm okay so, maybe the top part of the boyfriends being my first. Yes, absolutely. That's what I'm saying though. Yeah. Is that depending on the size of your league and if everyone takes running backs, anything above Alfred Morris, I I would feel and borderline Arian Foster. I know Arian Foster is above Alfred Morris. So I forget that. No, I, I, I would say Doug Andre Martin Allen 10 and up. I would say on- Doug Martin and up. But Doug Martin, okay. Let's see what's he- your story on Doug. We got some, we got some <laughs> stuff going on. Steve Williams. He had six yards on three carries, I believe, in preseason. I'm a... He's a slow starter. He's a slow... He, he's historically he's a slow starter. Yes. And he looked, he looked healthy. He looked athletic. So it's not like he just looked like this sluggish, you know, like guy i just i'm a little nervous i need to see another preseason game you know it's funny i went back and i was watching tape from like um last year and i watched week one it's tampa bay versus the jets which is a terrible terrible game but doug martin actually looked really good like he looked really really good but his stat line wasn't that great so sometimes it's like the talent is still there but and i was you know, josh freeman wow yeah wow. yeah yeah Wow! So pretty. So, so pretty. Uh, so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just feel like I'm not quite sh- That's my problem with Doug Martin being my first starter is I I think he has the potential. Um, but I feel like I, I need to see it in action and see it. And I'm not quite sure we're going to see it in those preseason games. I'm not saying it's not there, but it is a little elusive to me. But the burst is there. Like, what I saw was that, you know, the guy can run, he, yeah. he's athletic, he can find the holes, he attacks it. I mean, everything is there. It's just, will he get the opportunities? Will that line hold up? I'm Tampa Bay. I don't know. I go back and forth. I know you guys love them. Super Bowl. But. 
Wow. I feel better. Do you I have anyone better. that you love? Ellington. Oh. Court. Ellington? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I enjoy Ellington. I enjoy Arizona in general. Um, I would love Ellington. I'm I'm okay with Ellington. I think he's a great draft pick. You know, I'm I I love all of those guys right there. You know, I speak of Ellington all the time, Andre, because you know I think that he's he's great, but he is going against a really tough schedule. You know. And I don't, you guys shouldn't base your whole draft on schedule because that would be bananas. But I mean, it is, it's tough, you know? It, it, but would you feel comfortable with him being your first back? Oh, yeah. Your, your RB1? Oh, yeah. But my, my feeling is, is, which is what we're going to switch over to right now, is there are so many fabulous wide receivers, and I want them all on my team. Like, I'm okay. I'd be okay with a couple of these guys that it's complicated being my second running back. Because <laughs> I want all of these wide receivers on my team. All of them. Take them all. We've got second tier guys. We've got Randall Cobb, Vincent Jackson, Pierre Garçon, Andre Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, Keenan Allen, Michael Crabtree, and the list goes on. You know, we got Julian Edelman finishing it up with Patterson, Floyd, White, Jackson, Cruz, and Welker in the middle. Um, those guys are all of them. I mean, it, it's bananas to me how many fabulous wide receivers there are this year. I mean, Stefania Bell scared the out of me about concussions. So Wes Welker will not be on any of my fantasy teams, nor will Jordan Reed. But Wes- not because they're not talented. But Wes Walker's got the helmet now that, you know, you can run a car over and he'd still be fine. It makes it worse. It makes it worse. It's so scary. It's so scary. And I think that the league is doing the right thing in making sure that we are taking care of these people, making sure that they have better lives after football. But when it comes to my fantasy football team, if you spend extended periods of time on the bench due to concussions, but I'm, I'm injury adverse. I'm not risk adverse. Like I'd rather draft someone that like I'm not quite sure about, but but injuries really kind of give me the heebie-jeebies, like the the icky bees. I don't know what, what would you call it. They give you the. They don't give me anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel sad. I am totally fine with the bubble helmet. I'm totally cool with that. That's funny. The heebie-jeebies. Here's that's right. Yeah. I was listening to some, you know, other podcasts and, like, you know, looking on websites, and everyone is, like, totally down on Keenan Allen. Can someone explain this to me? I've yet to get a decent explanation. This guy was a rookie and got over 1,000 yards last year. With a sophomore slump. Okay, sure, great. You could use that against, you know, everybody else. But he's great. And he has Phillip throwing him the ball. And I, that, and that's where I think good. people start feeling negative about Keenan some reason we got people got a weird feeling about the chargers and a weird thing with rivers and it's like no no like it's the schedule i'm telling you it's the schedule or it's association with ryan matthews just keep adding it to san diego nobody likes them it actually took me a moment i was like how is he associated (laughs) (laughs) no I don't get it because Keen Allen had like a really solid season and philip rivers again what did he finish like Sixth, seventh, or something yeah. last year. Yeah, I, mean, I think six. 
Right, right behind. He's, he's been solid. I mean, I, I can understand if maybe you don't personally love Philip Rivers. I feel like that should have been softened a little last year with the, with the Bolo tie interviews. I mean, come on now. I agree. Soften even the hatred a little bit. Something. Yeah, me too. I don't love it. Even I was kind of like, oh, there's something there. There's I mean, I have, I have Keenan thing. Allen below Fitzgerald, and I think that is not. I think he should be higher than Fitzgerald. I would feel I would feel more comfortable getting Keenan Allen than I would Larry. You know, I think Carson Palmer is going to have a better year this year, which means Larry will have a better year. Yeah, I'm okay with Larry. I, I think Larry is is Mr. Dependable. He's he the Greg Olson of wide receivers. He He's got sure hands. Mr. Sure hands. And the, he's probably and not going to get tush. you a 30 point game, but he's going to get you a nice double digit warm feelings. I was surprised Deshaun Jackson's below Larry Fitzgerald. I Really? I feel like we're like high on him. He's hurt, he's on a new team. He's got competition. He's not, you know, the clear I'm number not as one into guy. RG3. Yeah. You know, I think RG3 is going to be fine. I think the fact that Pierre Grisson is on the same team is going to help both out because you have to cover both because both are legit threats. So there's not going to be as much double teaming. And there's Morris, you know. And there's Alfred Morris and there's Jordan Reed. And there's RG3. And there's RG3 you can run. So, I mean, yeah. they have to spread the D a bit more than they do with some other teams. They can't just, you know, punch up on the line, but... Oh, I, I love Pierre Garçon. He's borderline boyfriend, like... Husband. engaged material. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's... It, like, we've talked about it. Like, he hasn't <laughs> come, up, come up to me with a ring. Right. Yeah. But it's coming. We've been looking at stuff online. Yeah. There's... Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's... Like, I would personally he put... He knows my Pierre, ring size. I'd put him above <laughs> Randall Cobb, Pierre Garçon especially in PPRs. No one has more touches than Pierre Garçon. It's crazy town. I mean, I mean, I, I can see the argument for that. I, I, I mean, I just, I come back to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers throwing, yeah. me, throwing the ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's sorry, Are you trying Rogers, to say Aaron Rodgers is better than RG3? Ooh. I, you know, I feel bad. I am a little. We'll, we'll get to that tier. Um, I moved him up because I realized I was the only person in the entire internet world that had him like borderline, not even top twenty guy. But Who, I, I, I caved into about? peer pressure. Yeah, uh-huh. I caved into peer pressure, and I did it. But part of it is because Pierre Garçon's there, and I also like, um, which you know is in this boyfriend. Area is. I also really like Alfred Morris. Yeah, and yeah. I think he's going to catch more balls too. I think. I think he's actually okay if you're in a PPR league. I wouldn't steer clear. Some of like he's ne- he never catches any passes. Steer clear of him forever if you're in a PPR league. I don't know, because you know what? He still gets a ton of yards, even if he's not catching passes. But I think he is going to be catching passes. He actually caught more passes in the Pro Bowl last year than he did the whole season before. He can catch. Yeah, that's not the problem. Plus, this offense is actually geared to to passing you know you know so I think he's gonna be incorporated yeah. as plays a lot more well it's geared to passing if you don't want to get penalty flags thrown at you every play it's crazy because that's what we learned in preseason yeah, that's nuts they better change next next week wow wow what about the bo- the boyfriend tight ends though are interesting 
Where would you take the boyfriend tight ends? Well, they they're going really high. I mean, with as many great wide receivers as there are, I feel like the tight ends are going really high. So therefore, Julius Thomas, Rob Gronkowski, they're going in what? Some are going in the second round, but mostly third, I think, is where they kind of land. Um, yeah. I, yeah. And I'm okay with third. Julius going. I'm totally okay with Julius going third. Rob, you know, he's a boomer bust for the season. It's not like a game. If he's in the game, he's going to get you the points, but whether he stays healthy. Um, but I, f- I feel like Rob's going to be a good choice this year. And I'm okay with him going late third, fourth, early fourth round if he's still there. I would agree right. because for me, there is such a discrepancy between this boyfriend material tight ends. We don't have any of them and it's complicated. It just goes right down to Friends of Benny's. And uh, there's so much talent in the wide receiver position for me. So I, I, I wouldn't have a problem having you know, Julian Edelman and Deshaun Jackson as two of my receivers and having one of the top, you know, a relationship, you know, boyfriend kind of tight end versus having two awesome wide receivers and having Dennis Pitta. You know, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, I just totally lost it. I can see Dennis Dennis Pitta (laughs) with a big fat 18 in front of his name. Meaning ranked 18th. If you he know, plays. If he even plays. Wow. But, you, but you know what I'm saying? There is such a discrepancy between those tight end Absolutely. groupings. Absolutely. Yeah. That to me it's worth maybe reaching what hypothetically seems like reaching for a tight end. Because there's just deeper talent with the wide receivers. Well, I'm thinking actually as far as it's complicated and then depends bunnies. I think I'm going to move down Vernon Davis and Jordan Cameron. It's complicated. I, I agree. Uh, let I me agree t- let me tell you why. I just feel like they're not in the same class. You don't need to reach for them at all. Uh, I think the the narrative that Vernon Davis is going to be a bust or you know blah da 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 is way overblown. However, you know it was just two years ago that he only had 548 yards and five touchdowns. That's right. Last year he had eight fifty and thirteen, but everybody else was out. You know, there's, you know, um, <laughs> it doesn't look like everyone's back in either right now. No. So who knows? We could have the same situation. But I, I think it'll be in between. I think it'll be in between. But I still think that that's so much better than everyone else, um, as far as per game basis. Now Vernon Davis does have uh, a tendency to, to goose egg, though. Yeah, he does. He's in there. He, he does. He does. So, and, and then Jordan Cameron, it's like, so I'm, I'm, we can talk about his stats from last year, which is, you know, great. Um, and when Brian Hoyer was the quarterback, by the way, he averaged 78 yards and scored four touchdowns. It was crazy good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so depending on what happens with the insanity at the quarterback position, who knows? Either way, it's better than last year. Let's put that out there, right? Which, can I say, which is really funny, that we had a comment from one of our people on Twitter, one of our faves, with an Ohio bias, who was like, I love really, Ohio guys, 
the Kardashians for the Browns. <laughs> he was not pleased. And I was like, all right, well, if you don't want the Kardashians, who, who do you want? And you know what he came back with? What? He wanted mm-hmm. us to compare him to Justin Bieber. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, That's sure. better? Sure. So then I threw Is that... That's apparently better. So then I threw the question out to other people. It was kind of like, all right, you know, what do you guys think the Browns should be? And one girl at mom23rn says the Browns should be say yes to the dress because they keep changing coaches. <laughs> oh, that's good. And it has nothing to do with Johnny Manziel. Nothing to so do. It was a coaching because it. it just like, you know, it got that's wait good. Till, they get, till they get the yes in, I guess. Like, they, haven't found, they haven't found the dress. They haven't found the dress. Maybe they haven't found the dress for the quarterbacks either. That's right. But if they do find a dress, Jordan Cameron could be awesome. He could be awesome. But the other problem is he doesn't have someone opposite him to take any defense. That's not true. I think Andrew Hawkins and Miles Austin will do their best. But there is no Josh Ford. Miles Austin. And I will say, even though it's going into the next category, Ben Tate looked actually pretty great. I like so Terrence West. I'm I'm okay yeah. with that. So I don't think they're a hot mess, but it's like hot mess uh, warning, right? And I don't know what that means for Jordan Cameron, which is why to me he's the tear so down. A warm mess. Ew. Right. Warm. Mm. Moist. Mm. Like, no. Uh, Are you one of these moist people that can't say the word moist? Am I the only girl on the face of the planet that has no problem with the word moist? I have no problem with the word moist either. I think of cake, and I like my cake moist. Me too. I think I was just going to say cake too. (gasps) I think of chocolate cake. When I hear the word moist, I think, hmm, I want some chocolate frosting on top. That's what I think. And I'm so hungry right now. This is not okay. No, okay. What Let's does that say? That's what we moist think of. Anyway. Chocolate cake. Let's talk about <laughs> some neck beard. So moving on to the boyfriends in the quarterback category. We've got Andrew Luck, Matthew Stafford, Nick Foles, Cam Newton, Ryan, Matt Ryan. I'm okay saying I do to any of them. Me, I think that Cam Newton should be in the it's complicated section. Um but Nick Foles, I think, you know, is amazing. Solid. Yeah. Um, you know, Matthew Stafford, I he's my he's my boyfriend for life. I love Stafford. And Andrew Luck, I mean Luck, I mean uh, he's gonna have I think he's gonna have the best year. And I he's got an easy schedule, he's got weapons, he's just Andrew Luck. He's looking good. He's looking good. I totally get the Cam Newton thing. Because here's the thing with Cam. You look at his stats, and his stats certainly warrant accepting an engagement from him. <laughs> certainly. But when you're watching the games, like, he has, when he goes against some tough defenses, he had some bad games last year. But the good news is that you knew when they were you coming. Knew yeah. that you, did, you knew when they were coming, whether he was on the I mean, road. He's terrible at home, if I recall correctly. Didn't he, like, wasn't he awesome on the road at home? He played atrocious. The year before, at the home, remember they didn't win a home game? Yeah, it was crazy. It was something crazy. Yeah. I, I think that he's definitely one of those people that um, you need to do kind of a back-to-back. Yes. Yeah. Back to back QBs. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Get Cam and then right afterwards get Tom Brady or 
uh, Jake Cutler. Which, by the way, Jake. how lucky are you? Me? I mean, no, if you have Cam Newton and Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Like... Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the only... I love that we have him written down here as Cam Newtown. Newtown. Oops. Boom. Um, That's my street address. I like it. It's a different year for Cammy. I mean, he has no wide receivers. They got rid of all of them. And he's injured, you know, and it's a foot injury. Although I hear um, his surgery is supposed to, I think Stefania Bell said his surgery is supposed to, like, make him even better. It's not one of those things that it's sore and it can you, like, go slow. It actually is supposed to improve your play. Which is great, but he's it, that still worries me because I have a feeling if he has any success this year, it's going to have to be on his feet. Um, yeah, you know, which is but you know, that could be great because then you get six points versus four depending on your league settings. If his injury, if his injury is not a problem, yeah, yeah, then it's great. It's that's complicated, why it, Courtney. It is. Complicated. That's why I feel like he's complicated. Um, Matt Ryan, though, what do you what do you think about Matt Ryan this year? The worst team in the NFL last year, close to. <laughs> they weren't good. Our Super Bowl champs in 2013. Yeah. You know, I <laughs> I like Matt Ryan this year. I mean, last year was crazy ugly, like bad, bad. But he's got he's got Julio Jones back. He's got Roddy White back, um, and he's he. I mean, he still threw for over 4,500 yards last year and had 26 mm-hmm. touchdowns. I mean, he had four fumbles, which wasn't great, but his numbers weren't awful for having literally no weapons to throw to. Yeah. And he's got everybody back. And he was fantastic the year prior. Um, so I feel pretty good. I feel good about him. I think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback, but I think he's going to be on the low end of the top 10. I would personally take Andrew Luck over Matt Ryan. I think Luck will have a better year. I think Luck may land himself... I think Luck will land himself in the top five quarterbacks. Luck be my fantasy quarterback this year. I tried to put <laughs> way too many words in there. Way too many words. Really? Yeah, you really threw some uh, extra notes there. Oh, it yeah. sounded so much better in my head. <laughs> you tried, though, Courtney. That was good. That was good. We needed a I little did. song. I did. I did. I don't. I like I him. But. Yeah, yeah, and I think, but I think that what's great about him is that you don't have to stretch. Yeah, you can get it for good value. He's going, you know, low enough. You can feel good about it. Um. I I personally would take Foles, Stafford, and Luck over him, which makes sense because we have them ranked higher. Um, but I would feel much better about Ryan. <laughs> Even well, no, because we're just saying that we may not, because we don't know how everybody else ranks them, right? Yeah. So yeah, no, it's like it's just it's like yeah. winning, yeah, winning. Like, um, <laughs> I would feel better with Ryan than I would Brady, which sounds crazy, Tom. We're talking about a Hall of Famer, oh, right. Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Well, I still think that I would do I would do all of the boyfriend running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends before. Getting to the quarterback, you, the only guy I would stretch for, I think, is Luck. Yeah, yeah, and the, and and me. the rest of them, I agree. I would wait. And, and I would it, have stretched for Stafford until he did what you did, he did to you last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'll never Dog forgive has. him. You will, but I won't. Yeah, I'm a very forgiving <laughs> person. Just kidding. 
Just not at all. Um, no. Obviously, RG3 is still in the doghouse for me, which moves me down to let's get complicated because it's complicated with the quarterback situation in this group of fellows. We got RG3, Brady, Kaepernick, Romo, Cutler, Rivers, Wilson, Dalton. I see two names, possibly three I'm okay with, and the rest kind of scare me. And they're at the bottom of that list. And for they're me. at the bottom. Andy Dalton, Philip Rivers, and Jay Cutler. There is no way on this universe that I would draft Russell Wilson over Andy Dalton. No. I, I had a tough time with that one. But fa- facts are facts, right? And, and this is what people think that Cincinnati is going to be this year. But Andy Dalton finished fifth last year. He is amazing. He had a lot of interceptions. I only see that going down, which I see his numbers going up. I mean, I just think that Dalton is getting overlooked this year, which is fine because you can get him way low and he'll be fantastic for you. I would Russell Wilson was number 10. It's not like he was, like, you know, way down. And then uh, the offensive coordinator for Cincinnati, Jay Gruden, has gone. gone. So so they're going to have a different scheme. Sure. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's uh, out of the realm of possibilities. I think Andy Dalton's in the same kind of Alex Smith, um, Philip Rivers category of just not a shiny toy anymore, really. Um, but you know, and also, you know, to be fair, you know, Colin Kaepernick had three terrible games, but he had six games over 20 points. I mean, you want that. So, but you would take Kaepernick over Jake Cutler. Yes, I would not. And I don't like either. Well, and that's where it is. It's like, do you want a boomer bust player or do you want somebody who's consistent? You put in your lineup and you never have to look at it again. But Jake Cutler isn't that consistent, and, Jake and he's not. always hurt. Yeah, you're right. There is, the hurt, there is the hurt factor. I guess I would say this. We all know that I strongly dislike Colin Kaepernick. But. Um, <laughs> Which I'm not entirely sure why. Are you joking? There's so many reasons. but There's so many. But I will okay. say, if I were to draft Colin Kaepernick, which I more than likely would never do, um... <laughs> That is a case where Courtney said don't take a whole lot of stock into schedules. I definitely would. If you plan on taking Colin Kaepernick, I would look at the schedules and make sure that the other quarterback you pick isn't playing against incredibly hard defenses the same weeks as Colin Kaepernick. Because Colin Kaepernick will get you three points three, four, or five times a season. You're right. He can get you 30 points. But just make sure on those weeks that he's scheduled against a Cardinals D, a Rams D, that your quarterback that you also have drafted is not playing a crazy hard defense. That's why I think Kaepernick is the perfect backup quarterback. You know, if you have a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, I think Kaepernick is a fantastic guy to have on your roster because he is a boomer bust player and you pretty much know when it's coming. And therefore, you can play Kaepernick if, you know, Peyton's playing Seattle or something. And, you know, but that, that's kind of where I stand. But to take him as your number one, I mean, oh, you're asking for such a stressful season. 
Which Courtney's husband plans on doing. So Courtney will have a very stressful household. And therefore, I will have a stressful season regardless. I think the great news about the It's Complicated Quarterbacks is that you can get them in, like, 7th through ninth rounds. Maybe even later, yeah. I mean, no one's taking these. I mean, Russell Wilson, no one's taking him early. I would That's fine. hope not. Well, he was the third highest rusher last year. I mean, for quarterbacks, it's, you know. And, I mean, he's never thrown for more than 3,500 yards in a season, but. And he has a great defense, you know. And defense. that really so does help have to. quarterbacks you know, have the freedom to do things because if he can't get it done that, you know, round of plays, his defense will come in and get it done. So he gets another try to go air the ball out or do whatever he needs to do to, you know, keep themselves ahead. So I don't know. What do you guys think about Tom Brady this year? I have to ask because Tom Brady should be in our husband category of because he's so, you know, he's Tom Brady. But he has dropped. And dropped. I love him. Yeah. You I love think him. he's a sleeper. Oddly enough, I think so I've too. never thought I would say Tom Brady is a sleeper. <laughs> I agree. I know it's bananas. But I feel like he's so much better than um, the large portion of these guys. I mean, I, I. To me, I think that if Gronkowski can be healthy, which he won't. I mean, it is what it is. If Shane Vereen can stay healthy. Danny Amendola. Well, come on. That's just getting mean. Yeah, he doesn't even count. Um, But, but I feel like some, I feel like they're going to be healthier this year. And I feel like, uh, oddly enough, I think Tom Brady towards the end of the year started doing much better. And I think it's because he just figured out how to play without the key players he needs. Right. He did. And I think he yeah. fell in love with Julian Edelman. Love him. And he just figured it out. He's like, well, I got to do this on my own. So here we go. Got to get it better. I, I, I feel like he figured it out. Belichick figured it out. I'm okay with him. I wouldn't even hate it if he was my first quarterback. Let's say I'm in, like, a 12-team league. Absolutely. And I, I let it go. I'd be like, well, okay, you know, sure. I, I don't have a problem with that. Yep, I'm into that. Yeah, right. I agree. I, it's going to be better for sure. I, and he was a tale of two, se- two halves of the season as well. Like, the first half was yeah. just, like, Nightmare. what is going on? This is Tom Brady, Terrible. right? It's like you almost thought, like, Belichick could turn on his own man and been like, now it's your turn. <laughs> but uh, but no, and then he, I agree. I think he figured he figured it out, or his players got more accustomed to the system with Dobson and Edelman and Amendola and whatever, whatever. But I think it'd be better. I agree. I think he could be a sleeper, especially in this grouping of people that we have here. I would yeah. take him over. Colin, obviously. I would take him over RG3. I would take him over Romo. I'd take him over... I would, I would probably take him over every single person with the exception of I'd be intrigued by Philip Rivers. Yeah, probably Philly Phil. The one I'd be kind of debating between. Well, we have Tom Brady ranked number 10, so he's going to be a starter in most leagues. Yes. Most leagues are 10 plus, so... Um, but he's just on the verge, and I feel I feel good about that. I feel like... How nice would it be to get Tom Brady as a bargain? Right. Yeah. 
It's amazing. It's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to happen. I And that leads us to, it's complicated, wide receivers, who some of these guys, again, too, are bargains. Um, we've got Percy Harvin, which is, he's perfect for it's complicated. Um, Tori Smith, <laughs> he's got Flacco throwing him the ball, so he's complicated. Uh, and then, you know, you got Eric Decker, Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace, Jeremy Macklin, T.Y. Hilton, Kendall Wright. I mean, the list goes all the way down to Ruben Randall. Um, and you know, I, I, I'm okay with a lot of these guys too. I mean, if I had to pick a big, if I had to pick two wide receivers off of this list that I want, I think it would be Emmanuel Sanders and, uh, Golden Tate. I really, I really think that Golden Tate's, um, going to have a decent year this year. I like Detroit, though. I'm, yeah. I'm a homer. Yeah. I'm a homer when it comes to Detroit. Yeah, like you're a homer that's never lived there. But no, never. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, no. Just I like... totally agree with Emmanuel Sanders. And I think Tate's going to have a good year, too. And I'm fine with Percy if he's this slow. My issue with Percy Harvin is people that take him as a, as a wide receiver one. That's the biggest waste of your giraffe pick known to man. But um, I'm intrigued also... With Sammy Watkins and with Eric Decker, especially on this list. Brandon, you? Yeah, I uh, I would say with with the, it's complicated guys and the friends with benefits that we're getting to next. This is where you really start going with your gut because they're all about, and that's the thing, that's why we broke it up into tiers because all those guys are about the same. Each of these tiers, everyone's about the same. So for me, um, Kendall Wright is a PPR king. I think they need him in Tennessee. I think Ken Wisenhunt's going to be a nice charge to that offense. I'm not saying Ken Wisenhunt's, you know, like an offensive whisperer or something, but I, I do think he's definitely better than last year. And, and, and Kendall Wright was amazing last year. Now, he had Ryan Fitzpatrick a lot, and Ryan Fitzpatrick's big on his, like, number one wide receiver, and he does all these crazy things. But, like, come on. Let's, I, I think he's really going to be awesome. And I like Reggie Wayne. Before yeah. he got hurt, Andrew Luck leaned on him the whole time. And T.Y. Hilton didn't exactly come in and blow anyone's socks off when I Reggie was hurt. I would take Reggie over T.Y. I mean, I... That's why I think I they're both in the same category. They are. But. And that's why I didn't say yeah. either one of them feel comfortable with either one of them because um, although I think the Colts are going to have a great season, I just don't know who's going to be getting the ball. You know? I mean... It just, they're doing a two tight end thing. They're, you know, it just, it, it, it's, it's kind of up in the air still. I mean, I would, I would hope that Reggie would be getting more touches, but T.Y. has moments of, you know, greatness too. So, yeah. I feel totally comfortable passing Tori Smith up. I know that's really bad because he should be amazing. <laughs> I feel totally fine passing Mike Wallace up. Boom. Brandon, who are you totally fine skipping in this category? I think I'd go in this order. Thank you. You're welcome. I think, 
I'm a little nervous about Golden Tate. Interesting. I've yet to see her. The thing is, they always talk about this is the number two guy to Calvin Johnson this year. It really is. This is this is the guy, and he's never been there. It, it's kind of like Marquise <laughs> Colston to Jimmy Graham. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of this hard for Marquise to get the points if you're only throwing it to Jimmy Graham. I, you know, so I think there's a possibility. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I think there's t- a little too much of a possibility of that for me with Golden Tate. But other than that, I, I, you know. Yeah. It's, I'll tell you what, it's so much more complicated for the running backs. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. Joyke Bell. I mean, some of these guys you might not even, like, kind of recognize, or and or they've switched teams. Shane Vereen, yeah. Ben Tate, Chris Johnson, Ray Rice is there, um, Lamar Miller, Trent Richardson, Fred Jackson. Um, I love Chris Johnson. I do not feel like he should be in the It's Complicated. I think that, uh, that uh, he's going to have a good season. I like Chris Johnson. I like him probably the best or second best in this list. Joyke Bell gets a lot of touches. He does. He's and he looks good. really good. He, he looks, looks really good. good. Yeah, I know. Really and it's good. we talk about like handcuffs and situational players. Situational players get you know obviously a lot more love than a handcuff. A handcuff's pretty much only coming in if the starter gets hurt. Um, but he didn't have that many fewer touches than than Bush last yeah. year. He's like, basically a starter. Yeah. He yeah. Is, yes. They they essentially are on a very glorified committee. And they just had to list somebody on the depth chart. Yeah. That's how I that's how I view that. <laughs> I mean, I think let's see here. I mean, Joyke Bell, it's so a Bush had a thousand yards and four touchdowns. Um and Joyke Bell had six hundred and fifty yards, so almost half. But he had eight touchdowns. So he's a bit more of the goal line guy than Reggie Bush. So it's just a totally different... They're just used so differently. Yeah. And, and yeah. Bishop, you know, Sankey, he's, he's a rookie. So always a little nervous there. But Chris Johnson looks good. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't know if I'd say, like, looks good. He didn't look Fred Jackson good. That guy's... Freak. You love Fred Jackson. Freak. Brandon loves Fred Freak. Jackson. I love Fred Jackson. Freak of I nature. said all last year, yeah. I was like, Fred Jackson's the man. I'm sorry. I can't understand why people keep ranking him low. He's coming up with huge numbers. Why are we doing this? And it's because he is. It's, he's the silent killer. Yeah. yeah. I love him. But I will say Chris Johnson had a down year and was still the ninth highest scoring running back last year in standard scoring. He's I, never yeah. rushed for less than 1,000 yards. He's never caught less than 36 passes in a year. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with a grade B, Chris Johnson. Still better than most people's best. Well, and let's be clear here. Even the people that were like, oh, no. They're still professional athletes and, and are clearly more talented than I am. So, but Chris Johnson's like me if I was like, on steroids and a man and like right. I mean like I would have to be so many other things he's so beyond so I, I'm not saying that he is uh, at his tippity top but I'm not going to say I think I don't think it'll be bad as when uh, uh, oh my goodness uh, LT when he went to the Jets 
Remember his yeah. production drop off? Right. Yeah. I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be like that. Well, my feeling with Chris Johnson is that he's kind of mental, and uh, playing for Rex is, I think, only going to improve his game because people love to play for Rex. You know, and if and if that's all that Chris needs to just get his like, you know, step back in his game, then I think that is like the perfect marriage. Um, so we'll see. I I am okay. And we mentioned Ben Tate; he looked good. Uh, we were kind of worried about him because he's never been the guy, but uh, it seems like you know he's fitting well in Cleveland. Yeah, I'd be a okay completely skipping over Lamar Miller and Trent Richardson and Ray Rice. Yeah, which my husband wants to have a discussion with our with our family about whether we all just decide not to draft Ray Rice. Make, make I'm in a league that's doing that. Make a moral stand and on Ray I Rice. I think that ladies, if you're doing an all girls league, you know, make a stance. Just don't draft him. Nobody can pick him up. He's done for the season. Just because Roger Goodell doesn't want to bench him doesn't mean that you don't have to bench him. So you know, to each their own, but. Actually, it's the league that I'm the only woman in that I, that one of the guys sent out the email being like, I'm taking a stand. And I was like, well, I'm not fighting it. So, <laughs> so like, well, I'm not going to I him. hadn't heard teams where people were doing this. This is interesting. I think is it this might a be message to Goodell saying, we're not going to put up with it? Or I'm pretty sure Goodell's voicemail is full. I mean, I think he's been getting a mouth, you know, an earful for a while now. But, you know, we're not Ray Rice people. You do what you need to do, you know, whatever. But if you all can come to agreements to not draft him, then don't. So there it is. Don't do stand it. on him. I'm skipping Lamar and Trent Richardson because they don't produce numbers. <laughs> And neither did Ray Rice last year. Yeah, Rice he didn't either. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I did an interview on SiriusXM uh, yesterday. Yes, Tuesday. Hello. Today we tape on Wednesday. You're going to get this on Thursday. So uh, I did this interview, and they asked about Ray Rice. And they're like, are you going to drop them? And I said, no. I, I do like to cheer for people. But more than that, he was bad last year. So I don't feel like I will lose my league if I don't draft him. He's not Adrian Peterson. I may have a different feeling. I probably wouldn't. But, I mean, at least then that's an argument. But this is just useless. Like, I can find another mediocre guy. So I will. So exactly. I will. I will. I'll find Chris Johnson. <laughs> I would have drafted Chris Johnson over Ray Rice anyway. <laughs> wouldn't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this moves us down now. We've gone uh, gone over that and beat that one to the horse. Oh, I did not mean to say that. Um, we move on to what's this category called? The the friends with Bennies. Friends with Bennies. No. Your flex. Your handcuffs. Yeah. Um, and running backs. We all know handcuffs can be very important. I love that we have Steven Jackson on this list. Because he's awful. <laughs> and it's the best. D'Angelo Williams. These are starters, everybody. Uh, Maurice Jones Drew. Uh, well, they're flex guys. They're flex, they're flex. guys. They're flex. For your yeah. fantasy team. Right, but yeah. they're yeah. starters for their NFL teams, is what I meant. Um, right. Yeah, yeah so, but it is. It, it, you know, D'Angelo Williams, all, I cover Carolina, and it's totally running back by committee. Um,. I loved D'Angelo right after they drafted away all of, or traded away all of their wide receivers. He's like, I should be like the number one guy in fantasy football. 
Like, well, yeah, D'Angelo, you're amazing. No, no, you're not. <laughs> like, yeah, you're. He wasn't a terrible villain, especially if you're in a deep league. He's not terrible. No, then that's why he's so perfect for that yeah. flexed. You're, you know, you're down there because he is the starting running back. He will get points. You don't know who's going to get the touchdowns in on that team, but you know he will do something for you. Same thing with Marie Jones Drew in Oakland. Um, yeah. You know, Darren McFadden and him will be doing some stuff together, but I like Marie Jones Drew. I'm okay with him as a flex player. Doesn't make me mad. <sighs> Who would you take from this list? I think for me, my tops would be. Uh, well, Danny Woodhead. Uh, no, Sean Marino. Maybe Bernard Pierce and Carlos Hyde. Yeah, I think that. And maybe Terrence West. Again, I like Marino because I really think that by the end of the season, Marino will be the starter. So I think you're gonna you can get him crazy low, and I think you're actually get a lot of fantasy production numbers from him on the later end of of the season. Late end. Not late, late, but I bet you by at least October, he's basically getting the majority of the touches. He's injured, he's overweight, and he has no offensive line. A, he's been activated. (laughs) He's not injured anymore. B, that's his thing. He always shows up to camp with a few LBs. That's what he does. We're going to have this fight every week. We are going to have this fight. We are, we are. But you can't tell me that he's worse than Lamar Miller. Well, in the news category of its friends with benefits, uh, it has been rumored that Pierre Thomas is actually the third string guy, that Mark Ingram is... So our rule really is you don't draft a Saints running back. But I just want to state that they don't even know who the starters are. They don't even know, yeah. So... um, and this is, but this is where you take those guys, right? Yeah, right? this yeah. is where you take the people that you're like, okay, I don't know, but if he is the guy, and if they actually do commit to a running game, I'll take him. Now, I'm not personally going to take him, but I, I actually do like to kind of handcuff, and I actually like to take the handcuffs from other people, and not in a uh, deceitful way, but like. I would rather have someone that I think is going to produce a lot of numbers if the first guy gets hurt than someone I'll never play. For instance, I did have D'Angelo Williams in one of my leagues that was PPR, and I never played him once. Like, that's a wasted roster spot. If I'm never going to play you, whereas if I would have had Zach Stacey as a handcuff to Daryl Richardson, I would have had an amazing running back. So I I think that's, that's my mentality of this kind of group. Like, for instance, I want a mod Bradshaw because I don't think Trent Richardson is happening. Right. Never. No. You know, I want Andre Williams because I think Rashad Jennings is going to be great. But if something does happen to him, I do believe that Andre Williams would be the guy. But would you take Andre Williams over Notion, who's virtually a guarantee to the guy as the starter? I don't think he's a guarantee. I need to see. I need to see how bad Noshaw got. Now I heard that he's come back to the camp, but actually lost some weight and better in better shape. Like you're saying, 
I just their offensive line is really that bad for me. But I'd probably take no shot over Andre. Yeah. But it's close. I don't think I'd take him over um Carlos Hyde. With or without Frank Gore. So this is where you look at the board, you guys, and you figure out who's gonna get injured. Who's most yes. likely to get injured? Yeah. Who do you want to get injured? And you pick up their second guy. Okay? Yeah. You don't want anyone to get injured. There's some we might want to get no, injured. No, we're not, not saying like you want someone to get injured, but we're ending. saying you need to think in the negative mindset of, Absolutely. okay, which player yep. is co- totally inconsistent? I'm looking right. at you, Lamar Miller. Which player constantly gets injured? I'm looking at you, Ryan Matthews. Therefore, Danny Woodhead is a lot better pickup right. than somebody else because you know that the starter consistently, whether he's out a whole season, he may not be, but he definitely gets injured during games. Or who's, well, who's number one guy is just kind of, you know, not that great, Trent Richardson. You yeah. know, you're going to pick him right. on Bradshaw. So this is where you just kind of need to, like, feel it out. This isn't a guaranteed going to be on your roster at any point during the season, but there's the possibility that he could be on your roster and he could end up being really good. Not so much the case for wide receivers. These guys might be your wide receiver three, some of these guys. They might be flexes every week. Brian Hartland, Calvin Benjamin, Hakeem Nix, who I like a lot. Um, Kenny Stills, Robert Woods, James Jones. Some of these guys, you know, they might be on your roster every week. I love... I really hope James Jones is not on my roster. Oh, anybody really from Oakland. <laughs> really not, not good. But I really like Hakeem next. I think playing in, with, you know, in Indianapolis, um, mm-hmm. with Andrew, I think is, is only going to be beneficial. Um, you know, I like him being the third wide receiver there. I like him being the third wide receiver, fourth wide receiver on my team. I'm cool with that. I'm very cool with that. I like Marcus Wheaton a lot on this list. I bumped him up like 20 spots. I I appreciate that. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, he's he's essentially the wide receiver, (laughs) too. So I and and Antonio Brown's going to be seeing a lot of double coverage, which which is going to leave Wheaton open. And he's very talented. And the team's improved. It's it's an it was a weird year for the Steelers last year. Right. Agreed. It was just. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, so I feel good about Wheaton on this list a lot. I also like you. I like the Hakeem Nicks a lot, Courtney. And, uh, <sighs> yeah, Robert Woods. I never feel good about <laughs> Danny Amendola. Never feel good about Danny Amendola. I don't, I, you know. I would wait. If I got him in, like, the, let's say if it's a 16-round league, I'd feel okay getting him in the 12th, 13th, 14th round. Maybe. He's really... It doesn't make me feel good in my tummy. In your tummy? You need mm-hmm. a Tums? You need a Tums. You need a Tums when we talk about Danny Amendola? Yep. Need some Pepmo Bismo yeah. right now. Get some acid indigestion? <laughs> yeah. Totally get it. I totally get it. Um, Brandon, and speaking of deals, Douglas Baldwin. Yeah. Doug Baldwin. Yeah. I like Baldwin, too. It's a freaky deal. And even, you know, we're going to touch on it for five seconds, but the tier below, Malcolm Floyd, again, the starter for San Diego, 
for some reason, he's at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Kick him late and feel really good about it. Really good. Where would you guys take Josh Gordon? When do you think we're going to hear? This is so annoying. I... Maybe I took too many Tums and my stomach is too settled. But... <laughs> I think he's going to play this year. I do too. I think it's a total PR stance. They know they kind of didn't handle Ray Rice properly. Um, so they have to have a little goodwill here. It's going to happen. I, I think he'll come back maybe mid... November. They'll have him play the last yeah, six games. I, I, six, I think that's too many. You think he'll play like the last four? Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll play the last eight. Oh, man. I mean, if if that's the case, games. I mean, you draft that guy high. Because in six games, he's going to like win you he, your championship, you know, but kind to, of Yeah. Thing. Yeah. To Brandon's point, like she says, with the running backs, because literally, I mean, it sounds terrible, but half of these guys really are just guys that you're going to dump half the time on the waiver wire for somebody else that was hot the week before, right. in all reality here. But Josh Gordon is worth being on your bench for a bit because of what he will do when he's in the game. Right. So to me, I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather have him than have um, Chris Givens on my roster or, you know, Brian Quick, who will never see the day of light in my lineup ever at any point in time. Well, I'd rather have him than James Jones, Brian Hartline. Cecil Shorts, maybe. He scares yeah. me. Dwayne Bow. I mean, these guys all... A lot of these guys scare me, and or they're rookies, and you just don't know, you know, but... I would almost take him at the top of our... It's complicated. Above Dwayne Bow. I'll tell you who I'm taking before any of these guys is the, the tight ends we have in this category. Greg... Yeah, but you don't need to. You don't need that's to. That's why they're down this low. That's, yeah. Yeah, but that's right. Greg Olson, Jason Witten, Kyle Rudolph... And then the last two are dicey for me, Dennis Pitta and Jordan Reed. But um, I would feel totally confident if Olsen, Witten, or Rudolph were my first tight end. Yeah. I think yeah. Witten's the unsung hero in there. Yeah. Really, it's amazing. Yeah. We're talking about, you know, good players compared to, you know, the bit of the unknown in the wide receiver running back category. Same thing with the quarterbacks. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, he's he's still good, you guys. So any of these guys being your second quarterback, I think, is wonderful. Carson Palmer, Alex Smith, Tannehill, McCowan, Flacco, Bradford, Manuel. Okay, now it starts getting a little dicey. But those top, those top <laughs> names I said, you know, it would be okay. Ooh. <laughs> I wouldn't be okay with them as my first quarterback. No, no, no. Second second yeah yeah you know Bradford's intriguing if he could stay healthy which he can't seem to do um but if he could he's intriguing right Carson Palmer is also intriguing if he comes off of what was the second half of last season and not the first half um and McCown you know my feelings on TB Tampa Bay and obviously Alex we won't get into it (laughs) 
<laughs> I actually did a, a draft earlier where I got Aaron Rodgers and Carson Palmer as his backup. I feel great. Yeah. Absolutely. If you get one of those top tier quarterbacks, yeah. wait it out. I think I got him. I think I got Carson Palmer as a backup at like the third to last round. That's great. So. That's really good. That's now, really... I do notice, guys, I don't see Manziel in any of these rankings yet. Oh, oh, he's down there. He's down, down there. there. He's above Hoyer, in fact. What? Well, I, I think. I think it's just gotten out of control. I feel, I feel like I feel like Hoyer has Horton written all over him in Sharpie. Oh, it's so sad. So it makes sad. me very sad. I know when I was watching the Cleveland game, I felt like I was just watching the Manziel game. It wasn't. They didn't talk about anybody else. Not a single person. And actually, they have an interesting team. They do. And I'd like to talk about the team. And I'd like to talk about their coach, who's new. I'd, I, there are a lot of things I'd, li- I'd rather talk about than just Johnny Manziel. And you know what? Maybe Johnny Menzel's great. I don't know. But the press is ruining it. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm so sad Hoyer got Orton'd. He got Orton'd. I feel like it. He's just totally getting Orton'd. I have it's a feeling just, week three I'm going to be writing a rest in peace Brian Hoyer on our Pinterest page. We need a hashtag, so, you just got Orton'd. You just got Orton'd. <laughs> <laughs> you sorry. know who didn't, though? And a quick note, uh, uh, Matt Castle's looking good, Courtney. I thought of you. He is looking good. I love Matt Castle, you know, and I love I love the Vikings this year. Um, and Ooh. I do. I think for fantasy purposes, I really enjoy them. Um, I don't think Matt Castle is going to be staying the starting quarterback. I do think they're going to put Teddy Bridgewater in, but I think Teddy Bridgewater might be fantasy pickup. Later in the season, sleeper, steel, a little bit of a diamond steel, in the rough, off waiver mm. wire. I'm not mad. That doesn't upset is me. Is he the Nick Foles of 2014? He, I, mm. well, nobody is Bolt, Nick Foles no. of 2014. You know, mm. but okay. yeah, so, yeah, yes. that was crazy. Yes, he's. I think that he possibly <laughs> will still be there on the waiver wire, where you can pick him up in week seven, and you know, have a I good time. I will say this whole category makes me sad. Johnny Menzel, Brian Hoyer, Matt Castle, Teddy Bridgewater, Chad Henney, Matt Schaub, Ryan Fitzpatrick are what nightmares are made of. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're so right. And Fitzpatrick's first preseason game was, was something that brought tears to my eyes. I was like, oh, I've, man, I really tried to defend you. I've been you. rooting I... for you, Fitzy. He may, he may pull together this week, but he's got a ways to go. Well, everybody, yeah. we have three more categories on our cheat sheet, so make sure you print it off and get it. Ladies, final thoughts. Anybody that we didn't talk about that you really want to get out there? Um, you know, you're Rod Streeter of 2014. The Rod, <laughs> the Rod Streeter. <laughs> Um, I would maybe say Bobby Rainey of Tampa Bay. Um, Bobby. Bobby. Bobby, Bobby. I think he's an interesting one to look at just because I'm not sure how, if Martin's really going to pull it together. And Rainey had a good, had some good production last year, so that's something to think about. Mm. Especially for a deep pick. Because you can get deep. 
Yeah, and same with Charles really... Sims. Uh, he Sorry. just got hurt, though, right? What happened? I don't think it's any major. Let's look into it, but... We're talking, these Good. are deep. These are like 14, round 14 style here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I just want to bring up that Donald Brown and James Starks are both handcuffs to Ryan Matthews and Eddie Lacy. Those are the handcuffs, and they're great. So I would focus on that in kind of that weird section there. Um, and uh, Mercedes Lewis does not get respect. That's really all I'm going to say about that. But this guy is kind of like the, the little tight end that could. If we're going to give Scott Chandler respect, we need to give Mercedes Lewis some respect. And until they can get their wide receivers healthy in Jacksonville, I think they're going to have to use them, right? I mean, I Think. Gotta use someone. And Toby Gerhardt's not healthy either, by the way. I just want to put that out there. No. Check your stuff. Check your injuries. Check your injuries. We'll so. go over some sleepers next week, um, next show. Uh, try to get you help to like pick somebody that might actually help you win those last few weeks. Um, thank you so much for listening to our tier show. We enjoyed having you guys here and make sure you check us out next week check us out on twitter at her fantasy fb and on facebook backslash her fantasy football until next week no more faking it <laughs>